0: Chapter 4 Suffering and Consolation. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. 2 Corinthians 1 5. As the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so the consolations of Christ abound. This is a blessed proportion. God always keeps a pair of scales. In one side He puts His people's trials, and in the other side He puts their consolations. When the scale of trial is nearly empty, you will always find the scale of consolation in nearly the same condition. When the scale of trials is full, you will find the scale of consolation just as heavy. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, even so will consolation abound by Christ. 2 Corinthians five. This is a matter of pure experience. Oh, it is mysterious that when the black clouds gather most, the light within us is always the brightest. When the night lowers and the tempest is coming on, the heavenly captain is always closest to his crew. It is a blessed thing that when we are most cast down, we are then most lifted up by the consolations of Christ. Trials make more room for consolation. There's nothing that makes someone have a big heart like a great trial. I always find that little miserable people, whose hearts are about the size of a grain of mustard seed, have never had much to try them. I have found that those people who have no sympathy for their fellows, who never weep for the sorrows of others, very seldom have had any woes of their own. Great hearts can only be made by great troubles. The spade of trouble digs the reservoir of comfort deeper and makes more room for consolation. When God comes into our heart and finds it full, he begins to break our comforts and to make it empty. Then there is more room for grace. The humbler a person is, the more comfort he will have. I remember walking with a farmer who was ploughing one day. Although he was a farmer, he was a man who was deeply taught. I think some farmers would make much better preachers than many college gentlemen. This farmer said to me, You can depend upon it that if you or I ever get one inch above the ground, we will get just that inch too high. I believe it is true, for the lower we lie and the nearer to the ground we are, the more our troubles humble us, and the more fit we are to receive comfort. God always gives us comfort when we are most fit for it. That is one reason why consolations increase in the same ratio as our trials. Trouble exercises our graces, and the very exercise of our graces tends to make us more comfortable and happy. Where showers fall most, there the grass is greenest. I suppose the fogs and mists of Ireland make it the Emerald Isle. Wherever you find great fogs of trouble and mists of sorrow, you will always find emerald green hearts that are full of the beautiful verdure of the comfort and love of God. O Christian, do not say, Where have the swallows gone? They are gone, they are dead. They are not dead, they have skimmed the purple sea and have gone to a far-off land, but they will be back again in time. Child of God! do not say that the flowers are dead, that winter has killed them and they are gone. No, although winter has coated them with the cover of its snow, they will put up their heads again and will be alive very soon. Child of God, do not say that the sun is quenched because the cloud has hidden it. No, it is behind there, preparing summer for you, for when it comes out again, it will have made the clouds ready to drop in April showers all of them mothers of the sweet Mayflowers. Above all, when your God hides His face, do not say that He has forgotten you. He is only tarrying a little while to make you love Him better. When He comes, you will have joy in the Lord and will rejoice with joy unspeakable. First Peter eight. Waiting exercises our grace. Waiting tests our faith. Therefore, wait in hope. For although the promise tarries, it can never come too late. Another reason why we are often most happy in our troubles is that it is then that we have the closest dealings with God. I speak from heart knowledge and real experience. We never have such close dealings with God as when we are in tribulation. When the barn is full, we can live without God. When the safe is bursting with gold, we somehow can do without as much prayer. But once your goods have been taken away, Jonah 4, you want your God. Once the idols are cleansed away out of the house, then you must go and honour the Lord. Some of you do not pray half as much as you should. When it's a fine day, the child might walk before his father. But if there is a lion in the road, he comes and takes his father's hand. He could run half a mile in front of his father when all was fine and fair. But once the lion appears, the boy yells, Father, Father, and gets as close to him as he can. It's the same with the Christian. When all is well, he forgets God. Jeshurun grows fat, and he begins to kick against God Deuteronomy 32, 15. But take away his hopes, blast his joys, let the infant lie in the coffin, let the crops be blasted, let the herd be cut off from the stall let the husband's broad shoulder lie in the grave, and let the children be fatherless, and then it is that God is a God indeed. Oh, take from me all I have! Make me poor, a beggar, penniless and helpless! Dash that cistern in pieces, crush that hope, quench the stars, put out the sun, shroud the moon in darkness, and place me all alone in space without a friend and without a helper and still out of the depths will i cry unto you o god psalm 130 1 there is no cry as good as that which comes from the bottom of the mountains there is no prayer half as fervent as that which comes up from the depths of the soul through deep trials and afflictions they bring us to god and we are happier for the way to be happy is to live near God. While troubles abound, they drive us to God, and then consolations abound. Some people call troubles weights. Truly they are. A ship that has large sails and a fair wind needs ballast. Troubles are the ballast of a believer. The eyes are the pumps that carry the bilge water out of his soul and keep him from sinking but if trials are weights, I will tell you a happy secret. There is such a thing as making your weight lift you. If I have a weight chained to me, it keeps me down, but give me pulleys and certain implements, and I can make it lift me up. Yes, there is such a thing as making troubles raise me toward heaven. A gentleman once asked a friend about a beautiful horse of his that was feeding about in the pasture. With a clog on its foot. Why do you clog such a noble animal? Sir, he said, I would much rather clog him than lose him. He is known to leap hedges. That's why God clogs his people. He would rather clog them than lose them, for if he did not clog them, they would leap the hedges and be gone. They need a tether to prevent their straying, and their God binds them with afflictions to keep them near to him to preserve them, and to have them in His presence. It is a blessed fact that as our troubles abound, our consolations also abound.